What's going on, guys? Long time no chat on the podcast. I know it's been a while, um, but with everything going on in the state of the world, uh, I just got kind of tired of forcing the interviews here in Washington, D.C., and I kind of felt like I'd gotten to the end of people I really want to talk about. But also, it started to feel like I was talking to people just for the point of using them to get an interview, and a lot of those people are my contemporaries, of which I need to... And I want to network and actually be friends with, not so much just have them on the podcast for content and then that podcast be on the internet uh, just for some views. And the thing, the sad reality about podcasting this in these days is, especially, I guess, with just my style of podcasting, talking to random arts and creatives, and by keyword, random arts and creatives in DCs. And don't get me wrong, they're doing great things in DC, but unless you have clout on either side, like a lot of clout, it's really hard for a podcast to pick up over time. Those are just my thoughts, but... I want to get back to the roots of this podcast and get back to the roots of how this all started. It just started with me doing these sort of verbal essays. Ooh, nice little burp there. Uh, Doing these verbal essays about photography. And I want to get back to doing that now that everything's kind of cooled off and I can just do that. And honestly, I don't really plan on telling telling anyone that I'm doing this. Um, But I'm picking this back up because it's nice to really talk through these ideas out loud but also to document the state of photography at this point in time in the world. And also I've been, doing, I've been learning a lot of history about uh, photography and where it started and the different um, times of photography where it's pictorialism or realism or Raphaelism or, um, or surrealist photography. Like these are all things I've been really going deep on. And something I really appreciated is a photographer named Robert Damashi. And he was a erotic photographer um, back in the 1800s um, and a pioneer of his time uh, in that genre because what he did is, besides the fact of him being a very talented photographer, is he wrote these essays. And in this book I got about his life and his work, he would write these essays. And I think the essays were so valuable to someone like me now, almost 200 years later, um, and just seeing how the state of photography was back then and him just sort of writing about it in this very smart way. And so perhaps uh this is that for me and yeah and so today i am sitting by a river so there might be a little bit of river noise i hope that's kind of comforting and i want to talk about the state of photography right now and kind of parallel that with some things i've been reading about from damashi and the state of photography in his time so something i found really fascinating um but something that he pointed out was the idea of how you handle a photo i I don't want to say manipulate but the way you enhance your photo and Back then in his times, you know, there was no Photoshop. There was no computers. When you make a photo, it was very much hand-developed. And then um, when it came to printing and printing that photo and to turning that photo into a real actual photo you hang up on your wall, you had to, you had to go through this process of, um, of uh, uh, making the photo, of actually making the photo. Like, it's not so much developing, but it's, it's as far as uh, making the print. And... Something that he did that really made him famous was gum bichromate. And it's a process I really want to get into. It's kind of an old expired process. And I've asked other photographers to teach me this and not many people do it these days. But it's something I want to try. But what really made his photos stand out and also his approach to photography is that although it was erotic and it was often of naked women and just honestly average looking naked women, something that he talked about that I thought was absolutely fascinating was at what part of the photo process do you manipulate or do you enhance and what part do you not so for example 
let's say there's a girl sitting on a rock by the river because that's kind of where I'm at. I could just take that photo, right? Or I could have that girl on that rock and I could put four other people. I could put her in an elaborate gown. I could put her in the finest jewels. I could make sure she's the hottest girl I've ever seen. I could, I could bring in props. I could bring in extras. I could, I could you know, do all these other things just to make that scene look amazing. Boom, we take the photo, you develop it, you print it, you're done, right? And so that approach towards photography is kind of the state of photography right now where people kind of manipulate or not manipulate, but one idea is that that's, that's an approach to photography. I'll get to the, the point of the state of photography in a second, but that approach is one approach to photography. But what Damashi did is he would just take that photo of boom, girl on the rock, probably naked. And when it went to him printing that photo, he would use gum bichromate process uh, to print that photo. And through doing that, in a certain stage of that process, he would take out a brush and he would sort of brush parts of the developer of that photo. And what that did is it gave the photos a sort of, how would you say, like painterly quality to where when you look at his photos, they almost don't look real. They, they look like someone painted it or used a different artistic medium besides photography and quite often he got um interrogated and called out for this process that he did that made him very famous very quickly and what he would do is uh he would do that so for example you take a photo of the girl he might paint all around her and, and take that brush and kind of blur the sides and maybe blur her skin texture or whatever he would do i don't really know much because i haven't read all the book yet as far as his his techniques and his processes and stuff but he makes a very good point in the idea of people manipulate the scene and not so much the actual medium itself does that make sense like people are only manipulating some loud ass bitches walking by just talking with their mask i'm trying to say something smart over here but people manipulate the output of the photography medium and not necessarily the medium itself and that can be said as you know the scene with the girl on the rock you manipulate that scene and the girl on the rock to make it look as elaborate and boom you take the photo uh, you maybe edit the colors, make sure it looks good in post, and then it's done. But Damashi's process was take a photo of that girl and manipulate the medium of photography itself, m- manipulate the process of printing the photography itself, manipulate the way the chemicals sit when you print that photo. And by doing that, he would get profound results. And I can't help but feel like that tradition is is very much lost um, through the digitalization of, of, of photography, through um, just uh, commercial grade 35 millimeter film, you know, you very much take that, you get it auto, you get it developed, and you try to develop it perfectly, and then you, you know, take that and then you enhance it in post. And then now, you know, we're at a state in photography where people take a photo, and then they even make up for their mistakes in post processing. And I don't think that's good. And it starts to become a point where. It's no longer just photography. It starts to become digital art. And I think there needs to be a distinction. And and I'm guilty of this too. I do this all the time. And we're just using the tools that are available to us. I'm not saying that the past is any better than the future, but I think in a lot of ways, manipulating the medium itself is more exploratory of a photographer. And I honestly feel ashamed the fact that I can't develop a photo myself. The fact that I can't start from point A and go all the way to point Z completely myself and have an amazing looking photo to be honest it makes me feel like a fake and a fraud a painter 
you know, it doesn't necessarily make their paint the same way I won't necessarily make that roll of film, but a painter in a lot of ways puts that paint on the canvas in a very specific way. And once it's done, it's done. It's, they don't, you know, they don't, I don't know. Maybe that's a bad parallel, but I think in a lot of ways, there's some validation to knowing the processes of all the photography yourself and then manipulating it along the way. And with, with Damashi's gum by chromate process, he was able, he used that process because it gave him a chance to manipulate the photo itself and make it look ethereal, make it look like a different piece of art. And I, and I think that's why I'm so drawn to his work and to his essays because um, him talking about this process and why he uses it and everything, it's just so fascinating. And I think it's who of people who have intelligence on this subject to talk about the state of photography and talk about the times and to document about their thoughts about what's going on around them. And, you know, as far as the medium of photography, you know, going back to the point that I want to get across, it's the idea of you're manipulating the scene and not necessarily the medium itself. That's probably the best way I could put it. Like you, we manipulate the scene of photography, the output, and not necessarily like the input in a lot of ways. Does that make sense? I, I, I think I've made my point a few times, but you know, if you were to try and take Dimash's approach and say, okay, well, now we take that photo, but we manipulate it in post-production, that's that's an equal argument. I don't really know how to feel about that as far as manipulating the printing of a photo or manipulating the actual um, uh, photo through Photoshop and all these elements that allow us to take photos and elevate them to a whole different realm. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's It's just weird to call that pure photography or to call that photography it, you need to be people should be honest and call that digital art and digital art in a lot of ways um has been very disrespected by the art community painting being you know the number one form of art and sculpture being number one as well these very these mediums that are very influenced by the hands itself and it, they seem like it takes a lot more input from the user but i feel like with Dimashi's approach you know he suffers from the same thing that i do where he can't write his name. I can't write my name. I can barely draw. I couldn't draw that scene. And he was accused a lot of times of this being paintings, but he laughed at them because he was like, I couldn't paint this if I wanted to, that his photos would look so close to different mediums, like a painting or something that people would, that people would literally, uh, not believe his photography. And he, he'd have to be like, yes, this is photography. And then he had to be like, look, I didn't manipulate this photo. I just manipulated a stage of the making of this photo. And I think that's very powerful. And I, I just want to point that out. Um, because I think with that idea or that perspective, you start to get varied results because in a lot of ways, a lot of people's photographs look the same these days. Sure. It might be film, a different kind of film stock. Sure. It might do some different editing in posts, but in a lot of ways, photography in my eyes has gotten stale in that regard. Because a girl sitting on a chair with a nice dress and just being a, a woman you take a photo of that these days, it's pretty much auto-exposed, auto-developed, boom. It just looks sterile and too clean. But if you took that same shot and you manipulated that process, whether it's through developing or you manipulated the process through the stage of printing, like the gum bichromate process, it all of a sudden takes that piece and it, and it takes it to a whole other level that seems more artistic, that seems not so real. So, yeah. I guess it's not so much a state of photography, but maybe me just um, talking about how people approach photography and, and how people 
approach the sort of um, medium of photography itself as an art form. Maybe why it, it's so commodified and has lost its respect. You know, with all these cell phones, anyone could take a nice, perfect photo. But if we as photographers get back into the roots of our photography and we start messing with the actual medium of photography itself, then all of a sudden that's something that people with an iPhone can't do. Because my iPhone takes better photos than my professional camera at this point. It's 2021, March 20th. Um, and that's just kind of the state we're in. So I think I'm going to be heading in that direction somehow. Somehow. All right, guys. Well, that's it for this uh, uh, verbal photography essay. I have many more coming to you. Um, so stay tuned. And we're going back to the roots of this whole podcast. Um, something I kind of enjoyed more. Right? I don't have to think about someone else's feelings um, when I talk. All right, guys. See you then. That's it. That's the angle. Wow, I haven't said that in years. Goodbye.